ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Above the Bar podcast. For each week, we belly up to the bar with a new guest, find out what they do, who they are, and what makes them great. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Alrighty, folks, welcome back to the Above the Bar podcast. It's your host, Sean. So we are bellying up to the bar, maybe get a couple belly laughs. Look at that. As cheesy as I can get it to sound like as a dad, I can do all these horrible dad jokes. It's the best. So we are combining the two perfect elements. It's like the perfect storm. When you think about PC and then you think about comedy, we have combined the perfect storm. We brought that storm. It's, it's what we call it? All, I don't know. We'll call it something, but we're going to call this Hurricane Jennifer because she's bringing it won't be the first time. I, yep. <laughs> shit's a fuck. Shit's a hurricane. Of just, I mean, we'll get into all this, but we have brought with us one of Albany's celebrity owned stand up comedians. Oh Albany's own. Look at this. You know, you can find her at all the greatest elk lodges. Uh, <laughs> VFWs. VFWs. Because yeah. we're Albany. We had a comedy club. I think we got one left. And <laughs> we had another one, which I'll tell you a funny story about that. But we have brought with us today Jennifer McMullen. <laughs> so you got your blur background on. And as you're doing that, your hands are blurring. Your That's so funny. Oh, yeah. Right. I forgot. Yeah. I had to blur yeah. out the mess. Well, I mean, yeah. the, the home. <laughs> you're, 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 uh, so. Jennifer's joining us today. She is a local uh, Albany stand-up comedian. And can we say what you do if, that pays the bills? Can we say it? We'll say yeah, it. sure. She, and she's an <laughs> HR professional. That's why I said it's the perfect storm between, you know, eight between HR and to uh, and comedy, like two groups that are supposed to be like very um, separated. Op- yeah, like <laughs> like you you can't tell that joke. Want to see? Want to watch me? <laughs> Not you know, here in the office, but catch yeah, me later at the funny yeah. bone. And- <laughs> like you, like it's almost like the ultimate version of uh, when people are like, "Somebody found my TikTok." Uh oh, <laughs> it's like, "Oh shit, you showed up with my comedy show." My bad. Exactly. I've had those moments. <laughs> oh, it's so great. Well, I can still remember. I first time I saw you was at Miranda Van Van Frick's uh, event. I saw you. I laughed, and I was like. Yeah, we got to I got to talk to this lady, see if I can get her to come on the show and and hang out with us. So we're up. We're getting ready to make this thing happen. So let's do some house cleaning so we can get into talking about how like there's certain things I definitely want to know about. Like I can't I don't know about anybody else, but I don't think I could ever write a joke. I can make fun of people. I'm really good at that. Yeah. You know, but (laughs) I couldn't write it. (laughs) Yeah, I think like, like I think it's most people like. I, I'm funny. No, you make fun of people's disabilities and, and stuff like that. You're not really funny. You, there's nothing genius about it. So we're going to get into some house cleaning. First things first, for those of you that are out there listening, if you're on watching us on Facebook, make sure you go to all your yard sale sites and you share, share this to all those. Do your best to get kicked out of all of them. Let everybody know who Jennifer is so that she can, you know, we're going to move her. Headliner. Headliner at the Elks Lodge. I love. I'm sorry because I know you posted that recently that that you were at one and you were like, "Wow, look at the size of this room." 
And you were, and yeah. the dude, like, and the guy pull in some big crowds. Well, it was funnier to me was like some guy tried to bust your chops or something like that during that. Di- was that that show? Oh I gosh, feel, it happens like you- often. I don't, you know, the thing is, I don't really deal. I don't, I don't get heckled very often. I don't know what what it is. That's a good good thing. I don't want that to happen. Right. But I think if I did, uh, you know, and when I have minimally, I just like ignore them. Like I give them like a psycho stare. Like I'll be like. <laughs> And I just like same thing I do to my daughter, you know. So I, and then I just keep going. Oh, you hit him with the parent like, stare. Which is crazy, <laughs> you know. Hit him so. with the parent stare. That's that's the a parent good one. stare exactly right. That, it's like I don't know uh, who you think you are right now, but when we get home, it's uh, like <laughs> just keep your shit up. Just exactly. you smile and you talk right through There's your teeth. Just else. keep your shit up. Something else. <laughs> I absolutely understand every bit of that. So let's get into some of this house cleaning real quick, so we can get the bar fully open and make things happen for everybody. So. As always, folks, if you got a cause, you got something that you're supporting, right over my right shoulder for those of us watching live, that's the big board for stickering a cause. You reach out to me on our Facebook, our Earplug podcast page, the the Above the Bar podcast actual page, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram. They're all the Above the Bar podcast. Even our email is the Above the Bar podcast at gmail.com. You reach out to me. Let me know what you got going on. Send me a, a message. I'll send you the address where to send the sticker. I'll read about it here. I don't care what it is. Are you a stand-up comedian? We got we got some of those up there with their stickers. If you're a stand-up comedian, send it to me. If you're another podcaster, if you're – I can't see the board here. Hold on. That, did, that made a huge difference. Yeah, it made a huge that. difference. Oh, look, that was, look, whoa. It's, it's like shaving. It made a huge difference. <laughs> um, um, it's my face. I have this great beard. Um, let see. I got my own. I got my own. So you send me out something. We'll go ahead and throw that up there on the board. But again, reach out to us on our Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and we'll talk to you. The other thing is if you know if your media isn't so funny and you need to go ahead and get a better media situation, make sure you reach out to Media by Dibs. Andrew Dibble on LinkedIn and all your other locations. It's Media by Dibs, D-I-B-S. Reach out to Dibs. You mentioned him, hashtag belly up to the bar. He's going to give you a 10% discount on your first order and a free consultation. So once again, that's media by dibs. Already got some people sending us messages. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome, Amanda Love. I did my best Vanna when I did this. (laughs) And June 5th, here I'll throw out a quick promo. If you're around, as long as you do it, not until after I get my seats, head out to Donnie Magoo's on June 5th if you like drag shows. Do you like drag shows? I love drag shows. My goodness. Then you oh have my to God. Join. This is perfect. Yeah, this is perfect. Then I haven't been to one in a long time. We used to oh. do a lot of shows at the Waterworks and whoa, rocks and the Waterworks. Holy shit. Well, you'll have to join us then because Amanda Love it puts on these drag shows. And June 5th, we're going to go out there. It'll be Amanda Love. Um, who else will be out there? Sherry Love. Uh, <laughs> okay. All the loves, the whole love family. Well, the whole love, the whole love crew will be out there. Frida Munch on will be out oh, there. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Everybody I'm knows familiar. Frida. Yes. Uh, so they'll all be out there at Donnie Magoo's on June 5th uh, for a brunch. And Donnie's got great food. And it is, and it's Cohoes. I mean, good food and Cohoes. Good figure that. <laughs> so, Poor Cohoes. Aw. Uh, well, Cohoes is like, uh, oh, Carmi Hope is going to be there too. Carmi has one of the best voices that you will ever hear. Um, just an amazing voice. So make sure everybody joins. So let's get into this. We're the bar is open. We have Miss Jennifer. 
first off, <laughs> thank you for joining us on this 420. Thank you for having me. You know, it's a fitting day. I feel, like, I feel like I we, got tipped we, with some uh, marijuana at a show the other night down in Greene County. Yeah. The guy I, was like, I was sitting at the bar with my friend who came out to see me and her friends. And he comes over and he's like, put your hand out. And I'm like, ooh, <laughs> you know, no, I mean, I'm interested. I definitely want to, I did think I wanted to see like old farmer dick that night, but I wasn't really <laughs> totally sold, you know, but then when he walked up, I was just like, hmm, this is really going to happen. So I put oh, my hand out and you put a nice big old bud right there in my paw. First time great. for that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's I mean, interesting. I've been paid in it before, but I've never been tipped. No, you know. what did you really did somebody at a show try to pay you in weed no well Please they tell. stopped they kind of just stepped up the pay a little bit with a nice little you know oh okay I mean, so, yeah it was all good it was it was wonderful yeah super that, yeah. that's i guess that's kind of something you expect almost is that like it's, now you got me wondering because i wasn't even going to ask you about this yeah that's I remember you showing the picture what, what? So. i remember you showing the picture online yeah. but but is that like a, a comedy club thing? Like, you know, it might be. This was a, a, you know, an Irish restaurant down in East Durham. So I don't know that they necessarily walk around tipping people with it there in the restaurant, like on a regular basis. But right. I think he felt very moved by the comedians and the cause. And he was just a really nice guy and wanted to share his crop. <laughs> so I was like, OK, thank you. Put it in my wallet and, you know. Oh, that's so great. Like, cause that's one of those kind of things where you, you think about it. Like, I mean, we're so liberal now in New York with it. It's like, yeah, like they, it was just on the deal, news today. Right. They were like walking the streets of Saratoga. The smell is very different today yeah. than it used to be. It I know it's like pastries and weed now. Yeah. 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 Now it's like, oh, you've got an oh boy and a doobie. <laughs> Sometimes you know, simultaneously. Yeah. Well, you may need them both. So I, <laughs> Let's get it. So how long have you been doing comedy? Um, I've been doing comedy for, you, you know, sometimes I never, I don't want to answer it because I'm still like local. I mean, I do travel outside of the state, you know, once in a while, Legally? but I don't necessarily Le like tour. Legal? So it's kind of like, I'm, I want to say two years just to make it seem like I haven't done that much yet, but no, I've, I've been doing it. I've been at it probably over 10 years, a little over 10 years. I no. um, actually did. We, there was a last comic standing contest. Albany version, which was done at the waterworks, like I was talking about earlier. And I was, my friend Joe was like, you got to do it. You just got to go enter. I was like, oh my God, I just did. I did a class one time. I did some open mics. I'm not ready. He's like, oh, you're so funny. You just need to do it. I'm going to do it. You need to do it. I'm like, okay. And I ended up placing second in the whole damn thing out of, I want to say, God, there must've been close to a hundred people. I think that circled through it as the contest went on each, you know, week after week. Um, I think that was 2011 or so that that happened. Wow. So, yeah, from that, I just made all kinds of connections locally on the comedy scene. And and it just took off from there on the local scene. You know, people just were like throwing me spots and, you know, uh, a couple minutes on their shows. And just kind of that's that's where it sort of kicked off. So that's, um, that's how it kind of started for you. For well, actively performing. Yeah. So now. Getting into it, was this something that you you grew up and you were like, oh, I, you know, I'm seeing other comedians. This is something I want to get into. Or was it, were you the class clown? How does it end uh, up there? Yes, I was class. Well, I think my official title at our senior banquet was like class big mouth or something along those lines. But here comes my damn cat who may make an appearance. Let me let her have her quick moment. Here okay, she yeah. is. 
Do what okay. you got to do. Now you got to go. All right. Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So my mother actually, uh, many, many years ago, uh, found a comedy class up in Saratoga, which was at the um, Saratoga Arts Theater. And with Catherine Mora, who is my, my, was my first outside of the family and friend group mentor. Um, and she ran the class and I met some local comedians in that class as well that I still work with. But um, I took the class and, you know, I remember saying to my mom, like, she, well, she can't like, they can't teach me how to be funny. She's like, oh, it's not about that. It's about teaching you how to present the material. Like, how do you get up on stage and make this funny thought you had, you know, be relatable to the audience or the audience to find it humorous. And I was like, all right, I'll give it a try. And that's what exactly what it did. <laughs> you know, it just, it took my crazy thoughts and my little stories, my funny stories and my self-deprecation. And it taught me how to deliver it, I guess, you know, instead of just sort of sitting around entertaining people for free at work, which is what I typically did. And my friends, you know, we just, you know, I'm, I was always definitely, I would say I've been the loud I think they would all agree. Some of them might be on here and they can agree and attest to that. Well, well, those that are on here, I, you know, we got eight people watching right oh now. Oh my God. I'm a fucking celebrity. It, it, full, full I have made celebrity. it. You've made it. <laughs> but look, you've doubled, you've doubled all of our viewers. I always say, well, see, I always say there's only four people watching. Don't worry about it. Three of them are related to me. One just stumbled across the show. Um, so and that's, that's the way, but that's a good question. So when you're getting out there to do, um, your comedy and, and you're thinking about, you know, we always hear the saying, you know, people's biggest fears in life are, are public speaking. Mm. So, I mean, to me, I can stand up in front of a whole group of people. It's no big deal. It means absolutely nothing to me. But if I had to stand up in front of a group of people and deliver material that I put my work into for that and hope that they reacted to it, you know, where does that come from? Because that's totally different than just yeah. Um, that's, that's a good question. You know, I, I think more so, and obviously like I've tried to either build on some of my really good solid bits over the years, um, really enhance those and just play off of them a little bit more because they're good and they hit and they work pretty much every time. But it's like, you can't get up and do the same stuff all the time, especially on the local scene, because people that have come out and seen me you know, 10 and 12 times could probably get up and do my routine themselves. Um, you know, if anything happened to me, I'd be like, you know, have to tag one of them in and ask them Just to go up and do it. Come on up could. here. <laughs> right. I got I to go pee. Finish this up for me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but um, no, there is writing involved. And, you know, all of my the comedians that I've been friends with for many years, they've always said to me like, Oh, you, you got to write more. You got to write more. You got to, you know, you got to do, we want to hear new stuff, new stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I know you're right. And they are right. But I don't know that I, I don't, I'm definitely, I wouldn't say I'm a, I am a joke writer, but I'm not like a setup punch comic, which you kind of saw. I mean, you got a taste at the, right. the um, event that you were at. It's, it's, I'm a little bit more of a storyteller. I just kind of recap a funny experience that I had, but there's facial expressions, there's voice inflictions, there's different things that sort of go into, you know, performing that story. Um, and I can like sometimes when I am jotting notes down, like I'll have to write like act out, like I have to sort of remind myself that you're supposed to do something at that moment. You know, I don't just get up and go. And then uh, when I was at the store, this happened. You know, I'm like I'm laughing. I'm I'm making faces. It's I don't know. It just it just sort of comes together. I definitely need to write more. But I guess when I to answer your question, when I do write, when I do really think about like a joke from sort of start to finish it's taking a funny thought that just came through my head all of a sudden or something that I just randomly said to friends or coworkers 
especially my mom. If my mom laughs at something, I'm like, I got to write that down because she's just so funny. Um, the funniest. But I, um, yeah, I just sort of take that funny thought and then I have to just run it through like, okay, so what am I going to do with this on stage? But I don't like to overthink things. I don't like to overthink my material. I like it to flow. I, it has to be my own. People are always like, oh, you should do this. You should do that. And it's not that they're wrong. And I, I guarantee if I had probably listened to some people over the years, maybe they would have even been funnier, but it's not my, it's not me. So I can't do it. Like if someone says you should do this instead of this in this joke, I'm like, okay, cool. Thanks. I'm never fucking doing that. Right. Keep doing my jokes the way I want to do them um, because it has to be authentic. It has to be. It has to feel really like yours. Yeah. It has to feel like yours. Yeah. See, see, I get that com completely. I, I hear people are like, Hey, you should change your show and you should do other things. Like, no, no. Mm -mm. <laughs> Thank you. And, I, and a lot of times I'll, I'll, I'll be like, oh, that's a great. And I have like, I won't say that I haven't never like changing right. the names of how we how I do certain things. But but for the most part, when people are like, you really should. Mm -mm. Nope. Mm -mm. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> right. Nope. No, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate I, it. <laughs> I love I I love you. And thank yeah. you. Respect you greatly. Yeah, there. that's. Uh, but I'm going to let you let me go now. My so, mom's trying to, I'm trying to get her in the link is, here. Is, do we need to send, should we send her the StreamYard link and just let her just sit in, sit in with us? I was doing. All right. I'll figure. I don't want to take away. Yeah. That's, that's not so, nice in a podcast. Yeah, but, but you know, now, so your comedy is more, like you said, it's more storytelling type stuff. Definitely. I got to yeah. ask, because you are in HR, <laughs> do you ever draw from that? Like, I have my degree, and then you talked about cats. Mine's <laughs> at my feet right now going. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> they always hey. want to be included, right? Yeah, they need to be on the show. <laughs> but do you ever draw from that, or, or is that one of those kind of things where for you it's kind of a uh, a taboo, like I, I can't, I don't want, I don't want this because I know I've listened to friends that are in the HR world that tell me stories, and I go, that can't be real. Oh man. That's yeah. Well, like, you know what people have to know or should know about HR people is majority of us are crazy. Like the most non PC people I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. I can't wait for everyone to make fun of me for those. Um, oh, <laughs> no, like my, the, um, yeah, the, no, they're, guys they're the worst. Yeah. But so the HR people that I haven't connected with over the years are the stiff ones. The ones that are like, that was not appropriate, Jennifer. They're the ones that I'm like, we're done. Like first couple minutes in the conversation, like we're not going to bond at this HR retreat we're at. It's not happening. You're not my people. You know, it's the ones that are like, can we get the fuck out of here and go smoke this joint because I'm going to lose my mind. You know, those are the ones that I'm like, these right. are my people, you know? But um, yeah, I so, but I think that's part of it. Like I'm definitely not your typical HR person and I have been fortunate and blessed over the years to be able to land HR positions in companies and organizations where they actually like the fact that I'm a stand-up comedian. Um, I know I've been overlooked over the years because I always put it on my resume because I think it's important. Yeah. It shows you that I can get up in front of a room full of strangers and just talk and maybe bomb or you know maybe get booed out, whatever the case is going to be, but I'm not afraid to get up there and do it. Right. So, you know, I think that it's a, I think it's a bonus. It shows that I have a sense of humor that I can, you know, kind of roll with things and I'm not an uptight person. Um, but there have been companies that I'm sure saw stand up comedian and were like, uh, <laughs> well, not for well, us. 
Well, today, you know, the, the bigger thing is, is everybody looks at your LinkedIn. Everybody's looking at your, your profile, your social media. You can't hide it. You know right. what I mean? Because you couldn't, you couldn't <laughs> be a stand-up no comedian. It's there. Yeah, it's bright. We have to self-promote. You know, I, I yeah. think about that with my podcast. A lot of times I'm like, well, if I ever left my current employer, I wonder what the next one would say if they were like, you know, so you did these shows and, you know, it was all about fill in the blank. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That, yeah. I no, that. I, um, I, I mean, for me again, I'm not your typical HR, so it's kind of hard for me to speak to it from a, like a professional appropriate HR standpoint, um, because that's just not who I am. I mean, certainly when it's warranted, you know, when I need to be, you know, right. policy procedure, you know, I can do it, but, um, certainly my least favorite part of the job always, <laughs> you right. know, I'm always, I really enjoy just the I say I hate the people, which I do, but I also really <laughs> like them. So it's what I mean. It's like mental. On one hand, I can't stand any of them. Stop, don't ever talk to me. And on the other hand, I'm like, God, I really like these people, you know? So I get it. Yeah, yeah no, look, I completely under, understand that. And I spend my whole day staffing. Mm. So for it, so my whole day is spent with people where one minute I'm like, I love talking to you. These <laughs> I've, I got someone a job and they're happy. And this is yes. amazing. I'm so happy for them. They, they were in a rough situation. Yep. And the next phone call, I'm like, you're slowly sucking the life out of me. Yeah, you're so much more annoying than I initially realized. Yeah, like like yeah. there's a level of soul sucking right now that really I'm impressed. <laughs> like you, you've killed the whole room. So we got some questions already. So uh, okay. Amanda Love wants to know, does comedy come in threes? I'm not sure what he means by that, but like the jokes, maybe because I know like death. They always say. I was going to say, are we talking about death? Because we have had a lot of comedians pass Bob well, Saget what, and Gilbert did, Godfrey and. Oh, did you see in uh, uh, what's his name? The chubby guy, um, Louis Anderson. Oh yeah, Louis Anderson. Did you see that picture? Did you see the picture? I don't know. It was a picture of Gilbert naked? Godfrey. Please don't bring it up. Huh? But no, that's is he naked? Different. Like you won't bring it up, right? Right no. now and show it. Uh, mm. Mm, mm. Gilbert Godfrey <laughs> naked would be a scary photo, I think. Mm. But yeah. it it was a picture yeah. that Gilbert Godfrey posted of him, Bob Saget, and Louis. Oh Anderson. yeah, like taking a selfie, like a right. Like a, and I was like, oh, know, how crazy that's scary. Is that's that? eerie for for him to be the next one. Like he was Ugh. a ill. Now, here, yeah, that's scary. I, I did see that picture. Yes. And I didn't I mean, I thought it was very odd that they just happened to all be together. And then, you know, all, now they're yeah. all not here anymore. All, yeah. <laughs> um, and now Pat's got a great question. And, and and this is something, you know, you you said you started this way. You did a couple of open mics, but did that's where you started at was doing open mics. What do you think about people that are out there that are that this is something they're thinking about besides the fact that you're you're so you probably had the same answer I have. I want no one else to do podcasts because I just don't want you getting in my way. I just, I need all, yeah. I need everyone to watch me. But what are your thoughts when people are saying like, Oh, I'm going to do an open mic. What are some of the things you think about with that? Oh, I think they should always go for it, you know? And, and interestingly enough, so my mom actually took me to my first, open mic somewhere in Schenectady when I was like 16 years old she took me to an open mic and I would not get up I was like I'm not doing it I'm gonna shit my pants I'm we're not it's not happening so she got up 
to show me that you could get up. Now she did go blank and she kind of was like, I got nothing and, and left the stage, but which is crazy because she is the funniest person you will ever, ever meet. But um, yeah, she just, it's not her thing to get up there and present it. She just lets out these zingers. She's hilarious. Her perspective on things is just so real and funny, but to get up on a stage and deliver it, it's just, it's just not, it's not for her, but she was trying to show me like, you can do anything. Like if you think, you know, you're funny, which I think you're funny. She goes, you don't even know how funny you are yet. And I'm like, I'm not funny. I'm 16. I'm just like cool teenager. I'm not funny, but you know, I was funny. I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I knew I was funny and I knew people thought I was funny, but I didn't, I never thought I was going to be like equated that comedian. same way. Yeah. It, if it, you asked my friends in high school uh, that I'm still friends with now, I don't think they would have told you they saw me destined to be a stand-up comedian. They definitely would have expected me to be doing something funny or entertaining probably, but I don't think that anybody was like, oh, Jen's going to be a stand-up comic. Um, but also when people come out that I've gone to school with or work different jobs with or whatever that find out I'm a comedian and then they come to a show, they're like, oh my God, it's just, it's just, it's the biggest compliment when they tell me like, it's just like I'm watching Jen up there. Like it's just Jen up there talking. And for me, that's huge because that's what I want to be. I don't like personas. I don't like when people use personas on stage. I mean, it works for them. It's funny, more power to them, but it's just not my thing. I just want to get up there and just be who I am and hope that people will receive it and um, enjoy it. And typically they do. I mean, they haven't all been golden, the shows, but you know, for the most part, I usually leave thinking, wow, these people really liked what I was putting down up there tonight. All right. You so know, you just named, nice. you didn't realize it. You just named your comedy tour. I did. You just named your comedy tour. What is it? Tell me. It's just Jen. It's just Jen. It's I'm just write Jen. That write that down. I'm That's write that down. please don't it's ignore just me. Jen. That's please nobody's doing me. that, right? I can't because can't. You never want to steal know. as a comedian, right? You Look at Amy wanna... Schumer. It, it worked for her. Oh shit! <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm sorry. Oh. I don't. That's so I've heard. So I've heard. Well, see, that's like the. Did you watch uh I'm a big TV junkie, I love it. Um The Marvelous Miss uh was Marvelous Miss Maisel. You know, I didn't and so many people told me I should and that's another thing like if you tell me I should watch something yeah. then I don't cuz I'm just such a rebel like I can't yeah. be Do You know how many years it took me to watch The Wire? Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm from Baltimore and people are like you got to watch The Wire, it's amazing. Like, mm, I'm like fucking watching that. Just buying into the hype. <laughs> yeah. I was that guy. But Yeah. The opening thing, the marvelous Miss Mabel, you remind me with with the whole stealing jokes and all that stuff. Yeah, is her husband wants to be a stand up comedian, and he's stealing from like Henny Youngman or somebody like that from that time frame, and he goes up and does his act, leaves, and she's like, "I could do that. Like I'm funnier mm -hmm. than he is," and somebody else comes up right behind him and does the exact same stand up act. Oh. Because they were just reading off the albums and thinking right. that they could do that and become famous. Mm -hmm. I thought it was very, very interesting. But so I, I'm still a little bit mind, but I don't want to kind of, I know we keep rolling back here for a minute. Okay. We'll try to get back to the beginning here for a second. So graduate high school, go to college for, um, to, to get into being an HR professional, <laughs> you know, that, Weird. No, that's no? actually not how it went. Hold, okay. No, I know. Of course, I can't just have a normal story. No. Uh, no. So I um, I went to school for early childhood, which has been very beneficial in dealing with adults. Because well, adults are thing. like 
taller children. In some cases, some of the adults are smaller than some of the three and four-year-olds I used to teach. But anyway, um, yeah, they, um, I, I went to school for that because I want, you know, I was like, I want to work with little kids. I want to make a difference. I want to do something. It'd probably be so much fun. It probably won't even feel like work, you know? So I ended up doing that and I kind of moved up through the ranks. Like I, when I got my degree, I became like, I went from like a floater when I was in school to like an assistant teacher to a lead teacher. And then I saw an opportunity for an assistant center director at a daycare center locally. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to go for it because I would love to be in a position where I can tell teachers like you can't do that or teach them like how they can do like one abuse move, like two <laughs> abuse moves in one. Like, like I used to talk about like the choke and throw, like if you just do it at the same time, it's like one count it's, it's, of abuse that you would one, probably be charged with, you know, yeah, I wanted better. to educate them on stuff like that, you know, that makes, um, <laughs> that's CBS, not true. It is CBS, true. I used to say that, but. CPS might be at the door now. Yeah, I never, I never hurt the children. Um, but yeah, so I ended up getting an assistant center director position and the director of the center had to go out on an extended maternity leave. And I kind of ran the center for a little while in my early 20s, like, I don't know what I'm doing, you know, but um, one of the parents liked how I handled a situation with um, him and a teacher. And he said, came into the office and was like, you ever thought about doing HR? And I'm like, oh, I don't I have the early childhood degree. I, I don't know. And, you know, and he's oh, like, yes. well, you hire, you terminate, you do benefits, you discipline, like you could do it. I was like, I'll interview for it. And I got the job. It was my first HR job at a security company. I had like 1200 employees all over New York state, 20 something years old, no clue what I was doing at all. Uh, but I think I learned, it was inevitable not to learn like every piece of HR at that one job, because I mean, it was just me for 1200 people all over the state. So I traveled, I, I did orientations, I you know, I, um, I did all their benefit stuff and wow. everything, hiring, terminating. It was just, um, I remember my boss at the time said, you'll never do more in an HR role than you're doing here. And I'm like, he's probably right. And he was right. Absolutely. That was my largest employee count ever. And it was my first job out of the gate. But so that's how, that's actually how I, my, I got my foot in the door to human resources, but yeah. That, that's going story. back to that say, that's the uh, saying of, uh, when we hit the shore, burn, burn the boats behind us. You had no other choice. You were there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But I loved it. No, I loved every minute of it. Um, it was, you know, it was, uh, it, it was, it was great. And I, I knew then in doing that job, I just remember like a man came in to get his paycheck and I knew his name and he was like, you know, my name. And I was like, yeah. And then I'm like, Oh shit, it is Bob. Right. Like, you know, for a minute there, but I was right. like, of course I know your name. Hello. But it, it meant a lot to him that I knew his name out of all these employees. So I just, it was, it was, it was those kinds of, I'm so sorry about this damn cat. That's all right. It was, Look, I've, mine's, mine's found a bar stool to sit on it and it's finally chilling out instead oh, lovely. of uh, trying to tear my leg off. <laughs> trying to chew on you. Well, well, that's his move is in the middle oh, of the God. night, he decides that uh, he wants to be well, way more involved in uh, my sleep. So he'll, <laughs> Like just leap onto my feet and start biting at my toes and clawing at my toes. Oh my god! I would definitely hoof his little ass right out of the bed. Oh, my wife definitely—he's done it to my wife, and she is definitely like, oh. "What the hell was that?" Yeah. And I'm like, I'm assuming it's the cat at this point. We have to like yeah. have two comforters on the blanket, or his claws can get through there. Oh my god! It's a whole thing. It's like, so cute. I love them. Like I have two, we have two, and I love them. But I sometimes I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, they're yeah, they're a whole nother thing. So 
so you you're getting into this, you're into HR, you're, you're, you're developing these stories. Um, so, I mean, you said it was 2011, so you were 25 at that point. So you're only 35 now. No, (laughs) that wasn't, I didn't start the comedy yet. Oh, okay. Well, I was thinking, you said 2011. And that wasn't 2011. That was, uh, God, oh my God, 2004, somewhere in that range. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I'm 45. I'll be 46 in October. I'm not afraid oh, to say it because same. people always think I'm younger. So we'll just run with that. Yeah, just run with it. You know, I can, I have one contact in and it's my friend's contact. So it's not even the right um, <laughs> description for me. So I really can't see shit. With the, so. you, re, you were kidding earlier when you were like, I got one contact. Yeah, in. That's true. It's true. I'm like, Oh, that's worse. Hold on. Oh, there we go. Okay. Oh, look, we're, it's, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Pirate Podcast. Yeah. Art for yeah. everyone. I mean, it's you know, it's blurry, but I can see it, so I don't even know what I look like. But hopefully, it's oh, all that, good. That is so great. <laughs> yes, Nate, I can sometimes be a be an overgrown child. That's absolutely true. Uh, uh, you, I'm assuming Amber. Oh, there's just my bestie right there. She just popped up. I mean, I don't know her. I've never seen never. her in my life. Bring her. <laughs> It's her contact, actually. That's why she's laughing because the last time I was at her house, I'm like, my contact screwed up. She's like, you want to try one of mine? I'm like, okay. And I put it in and it helped. Did she pull it out of her (laughs) eye and hand it to you? Like, here you go. No, she had had new ones. That would be even. She gave me a couple, actually. But as we get into eyeball, you know, welcome to optometry hour here. I actually don't have to wear mine anymore. Completely don't have to wear them. Really? No. But you didn't have the surgery. I had cataract surgery. Oh, and that improved the vision? But it was only in my right eye. So my <laughs> right eye is farsighted. Or is, mm-hmm. yeah, my right eye is farsighted. My left eye is nearsighted. So my <laughs> brain has just basically balanced it out. Yeah. Goes, Interesting. Right. Yeah. Like I, I wish went- that would happen before I go and buy my actual prescription of contacts, which is like over a hundred bucks. So I'm yeah, just kind of hoping hers would like just fix my eyes, but yeah. no luck I, so far. <laughs> I have all these contacts and I'm like, I should do something with them you know also, i'm them happy to, to try them out and see if would, they're would you like yeah, to, to the see right if they work for you see if they work i for guess you. i'm a i'm a contact lens mooch I, I didn't realize but it's it's that's starting to be the case i think it's, it's <laughs> anything it's to not buy thing. them yeah it's a whole thing in and of itself so <laughs> so at so at what age so 11 12 years ago so you were still in your early 30s when you yeah when you got up Which on stage older than a lot of the people on the scene oh and, really and certainly i am now too like i feel like in the last 10 years or so with some of the new 20 somethings that have come up into the comedy scene i sort of feel like i kind of have just become like like the big sister or like mom role. And some of them are cute, which sucks. Cause I'm like, I'm not your sister or your mommy. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you doing after the show? Right. But, and they're like, mom, you you know, it's embarrassing. Get away from me. But um, no, I, um, I have sort of just taken on that kind of like, I don't know, I guess mama sort of role with some of them. You know, there's just such a motherly, Motherly, yeah, Mother. which is weird a little bit. Now there's a page for that. Loud, there's an entire page for that. There, right? is, no there is. We might be on there. Some of our picks at the show. But yeah, no, I um, but yeah, I so I was a little bit older coming into the scene and always wished I'd done it when I was younger. I mean, I did. I was in my twenties when I kind of started to dabble, but I wasn't working professionally as a comic. I wouldn't say until it's been really like the last ten years. 
but what? I was dabbling before that with the class and some open mics and things like that. I was always writing. That's the thing. I would always be like, oh, that's funny. I got to jot that down. So when I was ready to start doing some actual shows and they were like, oh, can you do 15 minutes? I'm like, 15 minutes. Oh my God. You know, I'm going to cry right. my pants and, and, you know, just it's too much be terrible. But, and then it just started. Now I, you know, it, you just keep going up and up and increasing how much time you can do. So now it's like somebody might just throw me on for five minutes. I'm good with that. Somebody might ask me to do 30 and I'm like, whatever, you know, now I guess I'm just to that point now where, you know, you've got your material, you, you can set your time, you you know what you're doing. What, and see, this is one of those things that I know the first time it happened to me with anything related to my show, how I felt about it. What was that feeling the first time that, I guess it's two questions I really have. The first time somebody handed you a, a payday for doing it. What was that feeling like? Like, did that feel like, shit, I'm here now? Um, I didn't feel like I had like made it, but I felt like, did you seriously just pay me to do something that I just went up there and had fun for like 10 minutes and you just gave me 50 bucks? Like, whoa, you know, I got 50 bucks, you know, like you're just so excited about, you know, or, or if it wasn't, even if it was like 10 bucks, well, you paid me anything to just go up there and act like an asshole for 10 minutes. Like, how do I get more of these gigs? You know, I want to, I want to be paid more and more and more to, to, you know, just get up there and be silly and like, just, just talk to people. And so that, yeah, that was a cool feeling though. I do remember it very well and it felt great. It felt so great. And, and I wanted and I, more after that. Well, what did, did that be, that was the follow-up is Once that happened, did that become the drug to it? Do you know what I mean? Like, is it, is it the, was it the reaction that, Hey, wow, I can do something that I truly, truly enjoy. Mm-hmm. Look folks, those of us that do these kind of things, we like our day jobs. We like what we do, yeah. but I promise you if I could podcast and pay all my bills, I would yeah. podcast. If Jennifer could stand on stage and yeah. pay all of her bills, she would trust us. We definitely, would. you know, and I, you know, I hate, you know, I want to be like, oh, there's a million reasons why I haven't, but it's true. I mean, my life has not, and my own choice, but I just, you know, I have my daughter, I have my mother who I take care of. And it's like, it's just, it hasn't, I haven't been able to really put myself, I think, fully out there, but that's coming, you know, that day is coming. So I feel like I'm not even, I'm not where I'll be yet. You know, I'm, I'm really still a work in progress, but what I'm doing right now is I'm just taking these shows that, I get asked to do and I'm using those as not practice, but sort of I'm, I'm honing my craft. You know, that's what we you're all getting, talk about. Right? In there. That is what I'm doing for when I can apply myself to this more often. Um, but yeah, I would, if I could do comedy or anything comedy related and not sit at a desk and push papers. Yeah, I, I definitely would. All day. Um, but I, it's never been, I shouldn't say never the majority of the time. It hasn't been the money that's driven me though. It's that, feeling that adrenaline when you're on stage and just the whole room is like in the palm of your hand and they're all just like hanging on your every word and cracking up and approaching you after and just saying that you made their whole night or they've been going through something rough and you just turn their whole mood around. I think that there is, honestly, it sounds, it sounds fake, but it's the truth. Like there's no real price tag on that for me. Like that's what really drives me. Like I, I get such a rush from it. It's a release. It's a stress reliever for me. It's one of the only ones that I have, in fact, is when I get up on the stage because I spend the majority of time with my daughter and my mother, my free time, and and then work. So getting on stage is sort of like my social outing, really. 
So I think when I get up there and I'm able to just, you know, interact with this room full of strangers that are smiling and welcoming and just loving what you're saying, I'm like, that feels great. You know, it just, it's euphoric. It really is, especially a good night, you know, a shitty night, not so much. Then I'm like, where's the the next tree I can drive into on the way home? Cause this did not go well, you know, <laughs> but mostly I leave a gig and I'm like, and then I go to like Walmart, like I'll do a gig at the funny bone to like a sold out room, you know? And I'm like, they're coming up they want like pictures and shit. I'm like, you want a picture with me? You know? And then I go to like Walmart and get toilet paper, you know, and, go and get home. harassed by the lady in the yellow vest <laughs> on the way out. Cause you're like, she's like, where's your receipt? I don't, I they don't have to know. Do that it's yellow, in this bag. Yeah. Yellow highlighter strip on it i don't know what the what is the point I, you just have to prove that you looked at my receipt i don't know it's weird oh uh, and every wall uh, buy me to tell you a walmart story that's <laughs> not appropriate for air in any way okay. shape or form afterwards where i was back home where i grew up in dundalk you know what you ever seen that website um where they're like Walmart, like things that happen in Walmart. Oh, yes. Yeah, Walmart. That's where I grew up. Well, at. not Walmart.com, but people of Walmart.com. Right. Oh, yes. That's, yes. that's where I grew up at. Like, <laughs> I kid you not, the, the Walmart where I grew up at is every bit that Walmart. The one in those. <laughs> like, it's the only Walmart I've ever been to personally that has Baltimore County Police Department at the door. Mm. Not the yellow vest people. <laughs> Baltimore County Police Department is is there. Look, my one of my closest friends I've known Pat for shit. I've known Pat thirty some years. Dundalk, where the mom Mom's fist fight sweet. was in Walmart. Yes. Uh, hey, look, there's nothing water. The water in Baltimore is actually very good, Nathan. Especially the Dundalk <laughs> water. It's actually one of those weird things. We were actually at one point in time years ago when the bottled water thing started coming on. Yeah. Some guy. Uh, his company got shut down because he was selling uh, bottled water or spring water and it was Baltimore tap water. Ooh. But it was actually, it's considered it was tasted one, good. Right. It's what, can, but, you know, you know, it was probably some little shards of shit in there. Yeah. I'm like, look, little shard will never hurt anyone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my lungs were just like all cut up, but it's not a big deal. It's not a big no, deal. It's but, fine. Like, Dan yeah. Aykroyd, bag of glass. <laughs> the best, one of the best Saturday Night Lives ever. Bag of glass. Now that's and that kind of goes into another thing. So you're doing stand up comedy. You enjoy that. You're you don't really do you not you don't do sketch. You don't do improv. That kind of yes. stuff. I've done improv. Oh, have um, you? In fact, the contest that was many many years ago. We had to do a lot of different types of comedy. We had to write a monologue. It wasn't like you just got up and told a couple jokes and progressed to the next round. They really made it very challenging and. Um, interesting. We had a roast battle, which which I won. Um, and I only point that out because I do think that's definitely a good area for me. I've roasted people. I've been roasted. I like being roasted. I I don't know. It's weird to like that kind of you know abuse about yourself, but I like it. Um, and yeah, I um, basically one of the this is what I said, and I'm going to share it on here because it's just so funny. I have to. Um, the roast battle was happening and I didn't even have anything written for this kid, but he picked on me about my weight. Like he said something like, Jen's so fat, meh, 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 some, some shit. <laughs> so I said, and his name is Dan Rossi. I hope he's watching. He's not probably, but he's, he's a very, he's a great guy. But anyway, he said it. So I was like, Oh, and Dan, by the way, um, just so you know, okay. I wouldn't suck your dick. Okay. If you coated it in ice cream and hung a cheeseburger from your balls. Okay. <laughs> 
just so many. <laughs> it was just like off the cuff. And it really just like brought the house down. I don't know what happened. Everybody's like stomping and clapping. And it was such a great um, moment. Let's so, see if I got the yeah. right button here. Hold on. That is, I really feel like I've made it tonight, Sean. This is like. Look, you didn't realize. Look at that. Wow. That is, that's, that's quite embarrassing. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> anyway. Oh. Funny stories. Yeah, I got I got lots of yeah. I like roasts. I like I don't really like the whole monologue thing like on TV show. I don't I hate so weird. I'm a weird thing because and I think it annoys I guess comedians that maybe take things more seriously that I've worked with over the years that like they they really get in their zone and they're writing constantly and they're fantastic. It works for them. I don't take it from them. Um I think that that's if that's what you need to do and that that you are constantly evolving and getting up there and doing new material. That's a beautiful thing. And they're fantastic. I just, I don't know. I'm just, it's, I just am who I am. And I've just always been that way. And I think that, you know, it either works or it doesn't, but it's, it seems to work. Um, and I don't know if I, I say a little bit sometimes of the HR side comes in where, you know, I, I guess I'm a likable person. I'm a people person, um, I don't typically offend people. I definitely don't go near offensive material. I don't go near politics or any of that bullshit, mostly because I don't pay attention to most of it. But I don't I don't go near any of that stuff. I just really keep it about like me, my life. Um, you know, like I said, a little self-deprecation. I'm just not I'd, I'd rather get up there and make fun of myself than someone else. It's just kind of that's your thing. Know. Yeah, it's, it's my now, thing. Now, you kind of you just touched on this and I was curious on your feelings. So we've had some very interesting things through COVID when it comes to comedy mm, Yeah, from, uh, you know, comedians getting, you know, people searching back to the dawn of Twitter to when a comedian was barely known making some comment and being like, did you see this? And, and to me, I'm like, how long did you dig through their Twitter to, <laughs> to, find, find, that to find that? Like, this is a person who probably has like 10, tweets a day they have a a, a professional twitter tweeter tw <laughs> i don't know they have a professional person that does Tweetog this for them. photographer sonographer photographer yeah is that a ooh, we might have just created a new job just a tweetographer totally it might be my next t-shirt <laughs> might be my next t-shirt that i'll have to make we did oh, make them perfect did you, did you see this t-shirt <laughs> this is madalika this is for for nathan so oh, he typed okay. Metall he typed Metallica wrong, and then it turned it into a heavy metal mariachi band <laughs> called Madalika. I have t-shirts made; you can buy your own. I love it. Uh, <laughs> so we we can get you a heavy metal uh, off a of tea public. But um, what are some of your feelings with you know? That's not your style, but we're seeing guys getting canceled. We're seeing people digging through. I feel like Ricky Gervais is one of the saving graces where he's like, I don't give a crap what you people yeah, say. I'm, I'm, really I'm done. Didn't. He just really doesn't. Right. It, it, he really, really doesn't. And he's um, one of the funniest people on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate and, him. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't really care. Yeah. It's like another thing where I'm kind of like, I, I, another thing too. Is, so I do stay, I mean, I, you can't be on Facebook or Instagram or any social media outlet these days and not be aware of the big stories that are going on. Right. They're just right. going to be constantly in your They're feed there. unless you unfollow everybody, you know, I mean, you're gonna, you're going to see things that have happened. Um, and I don't, you know, I don't really get to, I don't voice much on social media about those things because I don't think much about them when I see them. 
either. So it's not just like I'm suppressing, like, oh, I just don't want to post this or I don't want to go there with it. I really just don't want to go there with it because I'm kind of like, eh. um, everybody's entitled to their opinion. I don't like when people are degrading or, you know, mean to people. I feel like, you know, especially basing any type of judgment on a person for any choice or anything like that or any, um, whoever they choose they they are I that stuff I don't go for I definitely don't like people getting bullied or picked on I tend to definitely be somebody who would want to take up for a person in a situation like that but um I I don't know that anybody needs to be canceled unless they're very egregious and like I said they just they they harm somebody or they really just take it to a point that's just not funny anymore now you're just somebody now you're just being an asshole because you don't like how they live fuck you who are you but I don't, yeah, I don't know. You know, I don't like that shit. Um, and I don't support those people. It's not, I wouldn't go pay money to see anybody who I felt was that type of a person. I'm just not, I'm not going to support your career, but I also don't give a sh- I'm not going to do anything about it. I'm just going to like, you know, okay, you're, you're just not for me. Right. You're not, you're not, you're not my would, comedy. No, no, but I don't know, but the cancel culture and all that, I, I get how serious it is. And I, and I understand that that's, it's really kind of, it's, it's a person's way to show their distaste with something anymore is to unfollow somebody or to block somebody or to not support them anymore. And it's, it's really kind of, in some ways, it's the only way a person has to show their distaste of something. And they have every right to do that. If you're going to get up and say something stupid, then you have to expect, you know, the public to games come back with. Prizes. Yep. Yeah. Well, you talk about people unfollowing distaste. I think uh, Netflix, Netflix learned that today. They learned about unfollowing distaste. Yeah, fifty billion dollars in a day. Yep, yep. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um. Now Nate's got a question, and, and I'm I'm going to add to his question. Who is not only who is your favorite comedian, but coming up and as you've gotten to this point, was there who were the comedians? Obviously, your mom. If, yeah. If nobody's figured this out by now. Yeah. <laughs> your mom was a big influencer on you. And, and she your comedy she style was book. and is like, I, and I know it sounds crazy and, and maybe it doesn't. I liked comedians over the years. You know, what's interesting too, is my mom is a 71 year old white woman who loves like Chris Rock is one of her favorite comedians ever. And I don't bring him up just to bring up the whole smack. Right, no. She really for years has always loved him. And, you know, and she's funny because like, you know, I have, he had some experience with um, the darker gentleman. And my mother says to me, why can't you go get somebody like Chris Rock? It's like, oh, I don't, yeah, Ma, let me just, let me go to his show and get in the front row and see if he picks me out of the sea of women that come out and, you know, fling their bras on stage and everything else that this man has to choose from, from a comedy show. I'm sure he would be like spotlight on me, you know? Right. But right. she's funny like that. But anyway, um, no, she is. at that point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, she she is. It's it's really there is no comedian that I followed on purpose. I watched comedy from a very young age up. Whether it was like old sitcoms that my mom would have on that would just be very comedic in nature and really show me what was funny to people, like the kind of like sarcastic, like Golden Girls, right? I mean, you can't grow up in the eighties and not think oh, about the Arthur and her freaking zingers that would come out to everybody, you know, that sarcastic, just cut you off at the knees type of shit. That's just funny. And you can't help but laugh. Even if it's about you, you're like, that shit was funny though. Oh my God. But no, my mother it. for sure is, is my biggest influence. Um, you know, it, she's, 
she's just, you just ride in the car with her and you're just cracking up. And I, I don't know if I appreciated it until I got a little bit older. Um, as a teenager, I knew she was funny and I liked being around my mom and we did a lot of things together, but I would sometimes just be like, nah, God, quiet for a minute. Mm. But now when she talks, I'm like, I'm like writing stuff down because I'm just like, she's just so damn funny. Um, but I, you know, I, I, as a younger person, just sort of watching comedy, having not yet done it, I used to watch like Deaf Comedy Jam. Um, I used to watch Comedy Central. I, I appreciated about, I just, I mentioned Ellen DeGeneres because I always liked how she could be so clean, but make an entire stadium of people crack up because I'm not clean, you know, and I don't want to be clean either. I'm not, I'm, I don't wish I was a clean comic, nothing like that, but I, I, but I know what like very blue. You're not like super blue. No, not super, not super. But yeah, I, I liked her growing up. I, I respected that she, I thought just flowed very naturally. And it was like, just like a friend up there talking. And, but you know, she really, you know, she was packing them in, but I, I've always, yeah, I've always, it's been my mom. It's always going to be my mom. You know, it's mom like, an, even one. it is her, it is her. She's just the funniest person you'll ever meet. She says, whatever the hell is on her mind. She does not care. Um, she's taught me to sort of be that way as well. Like, she's like, you don't know how to communicate. This is what you say. Listen, listen, you dumb slut. All right. <laughs> and I'm like, mom, I can't, I can't say that in the office. Like, no, I can't, that doesn't you know. work. But she is a slut. You know that I'm like, I, I can't, but I can't say that. Mom. Yeah, can't <laughs> so, but she's, yeah, no, she's definitely, now, you know, what's yeah, better I wish I had a better comedic name, but it's mama all the way. No, it's funnier as if your co-workers are watching if one of them right now is like, am i the slide right was oh she my talking gosh. about me, me? <laughs> son of a bitch how did she know yeah right. that, that'd be <laughs> even know. better oh it, and it absolutely is nobody it's just it was just it's a line. not no it's not <laughs> it's just a it's just a line it's just a line and my i do talk i have a bit that i've used for years and years and years about how much i hate my job and I just, when I started at my new place of employment, an employee came out to see me and I was, I saw her at the end. I didn't know she was even there. And she came up at the end and I had talked all about, I hate my job. I'm going to shit my pants, keep people away from me. And then like, she comes walking up and I'm like, I just say, so you know, like, I just started here and it's not about you guys. I've been doing this joke for like 10 years, you know, but oh, I was God. like, oh, and Miranda actually was in the audience. And thank God she sort of vouched for me to her because she knew her as well. And she was like, yes, I've been watching Jen for years. It's not your company. It's, I was a, like, it's okay. You're safe. Don't worry. Safe. Like she's yeah. already, she's texting your, the totally. VP. Like, she's like, you, got, you even knew what your new HR person said, Look your HR this. professional. Oh, it's so great. So now, <laughs> so, I mean, we all have, have our goals. I mean, I would think as a comedian, it's, you know, Hey, would love to be on stage at Madison square garden, pack the whole place. Yeah. But is there any other goals that you've set for yourself? Like, Hey, would love to be on a sitcom or like we watched letter Kenny live yesterday. We went and saw mm -hmm. that at house theater. I promise you, I, I laughed harder at that. Mm. And some of the, they had two of the actors were stand up comedians. They did their bits just a phenomenal, but is there anything like that for you where you're like, you know, I'm going to get my SAG card. I'm going to you know, try to get on stage with, you know, do any of those kind of things. You know, it's interesting. No. Um, and, and that's, you know, I don't, I don't have a set like destination. I have that. I definitely know that at some point in my life, I want my sole source of income to be 
wonderful and to be from something comedy related. Um, I have dabbled with the idea of like bringing it into the workplace as a wellness initiative and different things over the years. Um, and I, and I've done that. I've actually been able to do that at different employers myself and bringing other comedians in to perform and things like that. And I, um, it's something that I'm still, I'm still thinking about and working on. And I've talked to Miranda because, you know, she's fantastic with helping you just kind of really get finding get your those. way. You got it. Um, but it's just, you know, life just has the twists and turns that it has. And it sounds like excuses. And, and, and to a certain extent it is, but those are sure. the valid excuses. There's just been a lot in the last five years that I'm just like, and not just for me, I mean, this is the world, but I mean, I've, right. you know, in, outside of just COVID and all that creepy shit, there's just been some real heavy shit. And it's like, you know, at this point I'm surviving, you know, I'm holding down the day job. Thank you so much for being able right. to pull that off being the type of person I am. Um, I, I'm really, the, <laughs> the gigs are coming in, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the amount of shows I'm doing. It, it works for my life right now. Um, but of course, as time goes on and things change and my responsibilities, you know, lessen, if you will, on certain certain areas, as inevitably they will, uh, as my daughter ages up and my mom, same thing. I, um, you know, I, I do plan to be out there more and to put myself out there more just to see what comes of it. But I see don't know exactly what I want. I just want to be successful with it. I feel successful now, to be honest. You know, I have a good day well, job that pays the bills and then some. You're on the Above the Bar podcast. Things. I mean, you're on this show right now. There's I mean, the Above the Bar there, podcast, which I've been four, dreaming four about. I understand yeah. that. Many do. <laughs> Here it is. Many do. Uh, <laughs> many. But it, I, I was just curious. You know, it's always been one of my things with, with comedians. I think everybody's a little bit different because I was thinking about like Jay Leno. Mm. Leno was, you know, I remember when he was a comedian doing stand-up i remember yeah. when he was doing movies he takes over for carson he's doing mm -hmm. that and he was still doing regular sets yeah in hollywood yep. like 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 yeah, just they, showing up places and just showing up yeah you know and being like you know Chappelle do, does that still yeah still day. right we'll jerry just, seinfeld will just pop up right at, at gotham comedy club and 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 do a set you know and it's you know i think that you don't I, I think if you if you do it and you love it and you you get bit by that little that comedy bug and you just like you know I mean I remember I used to be so terrified I had the worst stage fright literally I would sit there and be like I'm gonna shit my pants I'm gonna leave tell them you never even saw me and just say I got a flat tire on the way like I'm not going up there and then all I of a sudden just life happened and things turned and now I'm like give me the mic give me the mic I was just talking to uh, Quentin in fact we were talking about Quentin before the podcast but I was just talking to him at a gig this past weekend and I said that to him I said it, it sort of went from being like oh I don't know if I'm ready oh are they gonna like me is this gonna be funny to like let me at the stage I just want to get up on the stage so that turn and 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 just life in general I think has just made me probably a lot more fearless than I used to be now I'm sort of like there's really nothing. I'm not really scared of anything anymore. So that's, that could be dangerous, but it could also be powerful. So I, I anticipate a lot of things for myself in the coming years. Um, right now, I think I'm coasting. <laughs> I think I'm just sort of flowing along and I'm, I'm working and I'm taking care of, of my family and my life. And when I have some more freedom, I do intend to, to put the pedal to the metal on the comedy. So Watch out, everybody. Nate Watch Nate out. wants to Nate wants to know what do you think of ventriloquists? 
What do I think of people that stick their hand up a puppet's ass? And talk um, for it. And talk I like for them. It. I yeah, I think they're <laughs> fun. I think it's um I like them. I like them a lot. I think it's challenging. I can't imagine being able to do that. I sometimes I think I'm like throwing my voice when I'm out with friends and stuff, and then I realize that the table of people is looking at us and that I didn't throw my voice. They know right. exactly where it came was. from yeah. you know the thing that i was making fun of but <laughs> i think if they're talented and i think if it's done right it's funny and you know i've seen some really good ones over the years and and i think they deserve credit for being able to master all these puppets and come up with they still have to write they're still writing material for the for the puppets um so i guess i would give them credit for being able to write for so many different personas yeah exactly and and doing it well i think if somebody gets up there and it's ob like they're like rah, 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 and they just look like they're moving their mouth and they're moving their mouth more than the puppet and it's not funny i'm like you shouldn't you should not do it anymore i, I recently saw one of those where the guy i could it wasn't like a jeff dunham level where it's like son of a gun that dude just doesn't like it's impossible yeah. he's got to be doing something else yeah, you could definitely see like he was like, oh look, the puppet over here, and every so often like his lips would like do the wave, like <laughs> I'm like, and it just seemed like it was a it was a vehicle for him to just say like really really racist things, and people right. would be like, oh and, and, yeah, plus you're like, is he having a stroke? I don't really know. Right? Yeah, like like Something is he happened. falling out at any moment, or is this just a vehicle to say really racist things so people would be like, ha ha, that fabric said that. No, like <laughs> that no, fabric, right? Yeah, nobody Put your hand is up it. that fabric's ass, yeah. buddy. So we know you said it. You it know, it was you. Yeah. It was you. It was nobody it was else. Totally you. Yeah. Uh, and, and Pat, Pat's curious about this one. What does your writing process look like? Just ideas of? Do you sit down? Do you think out ideas, or is it more on the fly? It's really on the fly. Um, and I might have said a little said a little bit about this earlier but for me it's like if i'm with my friends especially my funny friends that i know have really good senses of humor which is all my friends because i can't be around people that aren't funny right or appreciate the humor at least and accept me as i am but um yeah did you just do something like put a thumbs up or something did something I, else I, I, okay I, oh there okay it's just your hands i was like i don't know what's going on sean but it's not that kind of show <laughs> i just all don't, of a sudden saw don't, it, like, look up. i just want you to understand if it's floating and it's getting to that point. I'm doing a different kind of shows. Sorry. Totally different shows. I'm very easily distracted. Um, it's all right. talk, you know, not squirrel, but okay. Um, so anyway, uh, <laughs> that was a weird some, turn. You know, I, this, there's some no yell way squirrel, this some yell cock. somewhere near that. Um, I don't necessarily have a process. No, I know some of my really good honed in professional friends do. And I, again, I respect them and admire them for it. And they've tried over the years to sort of bring me along, like, come on, let's write together. And I'm like, all right, but I'm probably not going to write. I'm probably just going to talk to you the whole time while you write. You know, I'm just not, it's not my thing. But I have learned and accepted that, again, if you're going to have the same people, you can't always be doing the same stuff over and over and over again. And, and I do, and I have for years, guilty of it. Um, I, don't, I don't hate myself for it because it's good material and it does hit. But it's very important to like grow that material and also just to come out with some fresh stuff and show people that you're 
you know, you are going to get a couple new jokes when you come out to see me. You're not going to have to hear the same, you know, 15 right. minutes that you've been hearing for 12 years. But um, yeah, I just, if it strikes people funny that I think are funny, especially again, my mom, if my mom laughs at something, cause she won't laugh. If it's not funny, she'll just like stone face stare at me. And I'm like, Whoa, that one needs to go, you know, <laughs> but if it's funny and she laughs, I'm like, I gotta do something with that. So yeah, if it's funny, if it strikes people funny, I do try to write it down and then sort of work it out in my head. Like, how am I going to get up and present this like to an audience, you know, and is it going to hit the same as it hit to my group of friends that, you know, I was sitting around with just bullshitting with um, because that's how I want it to hit. I want it to hit. Like I'm just your friend up there talking shit and you think it's funny. And I don't want you to be like, wow, that was an excellent joke that she put together. Phenomenal. Start Phenomenal. To And then it just stops. <laughs> it's it nothing. Cuts. This podcast is is nothing without the sound effects. It really so it, it helps. It, it helps. You know, it keeps me honest with everything. But it's funny you say <laughs> that your mom, that your mom is that person. It, yeah. You know, I tell you, I I couldn't get up. I know I couldn't get up on the stage and do that. I know that's not me. I yeah. can introduce people. I have no problem. But but doing the full set. But even like Roseanne Barr used to say that it was her sister. Her sister mm -hmm. was like your mom. She would look yep. for where her sister was sitting at in the audience, and that's who she told all of her jokes to. Yes. She didn't care if anybody else laughed. She knew her sister was going to laugh at them. Yeah. So she told them directly to that. Definitely. Is that does that have anything to do – do you do anything in your process? Like, let me find the one person that just – they're just going to laugh at any shit I say. I'm just going to throw the whole show for this person. <laughs> I, You know, well, not so much, but what I do do – Do do. Is <laughs> – I Four years old. I do exactly. Always takes. I go right there in an instant. I don't look at people that aren't appreciating my humor. It's like, okay, I see you, bitch. I see you not laughing. I see you glaring at me, checking out my boots or whatever the hell you're doing while I'm up here. And I go right up over their head. <laughs> no, it's a technique. Like there'll be people in the front row, and there'll be and always be one asshole that's like. And you're like, what did you even come out for? Did you come out for? Make a me laugh, show? funny person. Make you're me not laugh. at church. Right. So I don't even make eye contact with them. It's like, you don't even exist to me because I can't be thrown off by somebody sitting there stone faced. You could be, I used to be not anymore. Now I'm just like, and at some points I'll be like, I'll stop the show and just be like, are you plotting my death right now? Like, what are you doing? Why are you staring at me like that bitch? You know, like I just have to address it because it's so drastic, but well, for the most part, down. I just ignore it. Yeah. I don't, but I don't, I just, I have to, I guess you have to, you do have to be, confident to walk up there and present pieces of yourself you know funny gross sexual you know whatever something stupid you did I mean whatever the case may be you have to be able to to walk up there and and freely talk about that and really not give a shit you know if people appreciate it or not but of course ideally that's the outcome you want um, and I think when you're not trying too hard it's the outcome you get you know but we want awesome. them all to give a shit. All of them. I do want them to give a shit. I do. But because... I'm also like, if they don't, well, I still got paid. You know, that kind of thing. I can't let it break me, I guess. There have been shows that have not been so great. I remember I did one show with one of my comedian friends. And I it was I ate the biggest plate of shit you could possibly eat. And then I had to sit off to the side, perched on a miniature stool. That looked like <laughs> I had a stool coming out of my ass because I was so much bigger than the stool. And I had to sit there on display at the front of like the banquet hall and they all got to stare at me the rest of the night while I waited for my paycheck. And I was like, I should just leave and not even care about the pay, but like, and then, like just it was it. just awful. So you have, they're not all, like I said, they're not all golden. 
Well, but let's talk, let's talk about this. Cause, cause I yeah. want everybody to come out and come see you. If you're, if you're anywhere in the, in the upstate area, you're around here. So obviously you're listening here. This is the biggest show that you've got coming up. Let's just call it what it is. Um, <laughs> but we've got here on Friday. If you're up in little falls, you got the elk lodge number 42. Don't yes. confuse that with a number 41. It is at 42. Um, <laughs> Cause there probably are a couple of them on each street. I would well, imagine. Well, cause remember what, what was it? Uh, Hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy. The, uh, um, the secret to the secrets of the world is 41. That was what the computer oh. spit out. So that's why that's that. funny. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. That's my most recent one. That's coming up Friday. And then you got um, try the last to add on. Um, one of the other comedians on the show is not able to do the show. So I'm, I'm, I'm a fill in, but I don't care. Stage time Look, is stage time. And absolutely. Yeah. And, and you get to go on stage with, uh, Albany's own version of uh Sal Maniscali or have you pronounced his name? You go out there with Pat. He's like the oh. Albany version. <laughs> That's not- the, the Albany, the Albany uh, yeah, version. No, I work a lot with Pat. Yes, Pat. We've worked a lot together over the years. He just had me out. So funny, kind of a funny story. He had me out. Him and and Mike Gregg. I did a show in Rouse's Point, which one wrong turn and you end up in Canada. Canada. And yes. One wrong turn. Ended up having to go through customs. I was no, like, "No, you did not." Oh, it was so. Oh my god, my daughter's <laughs> exactly. at the hotel in Plattsburgh. I go thirty miles north to this to a, a VFW, which are fantastic shows because you know why? People, that's what they come out for those shows at the VFW. They got three dollars oh, yeah. drinks at the bar. Everybody's wasted by the time you go on stage. That's top and shelf. Three dollars is top shelf at the VFW. Exactly right, and it's the only thing happening in the town. The oh. only thing. Oh, uh, so but if you go to Rouse's Point, there. there's a really good soup spot in Rouse's Point. Really? I wish yes. I'd known that. It's it's within walking distance from the train station. There's mm. like this amazing I soup. didn't know there was a train there. But yeah, think. that's the last stop before you cross into Canada is oh Rouse's Point. Yeah, uh, it was terrifying. The Amish, the Amish love that train stop. Yeah. I saw a lot of little bug, horse and buggies, which was yeah. cute. Um, and then the next night I, I was in Tupper Lake at a brewery. So it was like just you know, he's, he's really had me out there in some, some, in the wilderness, you know, I've done shows where I'm like on a dirt road with potholes for like 10 minutes and there's nothing around. And I'm like, Oh my God, I lose my GPS. And I'm like, I hope I'm going toward the gig and not to some weird forest. Last, harem. last house on the left. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. We've had some stuff, but they're, they're great shows. They're great. But shows. You've got a lot of shows coming up. Tri city on four 30 in Binghamton. You got a private event. Well, five twelve. That's got me. Yep, curious. that's for yep for a local company. Um, I'll be doing like a virtual, which I don't love virtual shows. Because, yeah, that's weird. But it's like this. It's like you sort of feel like you're doing a podcast, which is beautiful. But yeah, I don't feel like I'm entertaining. I feel like I'm like I have to like have a microphone and be standing. I can't be like. Do you want to give them a copy of this and be like, here? Can you just play this for me? You want to just play this? Maybe? It'll be funny. You'll like yeah, it. Yeah, that'll be great. Like and it. you get an it. added bonus of Sean. You know, yeah, we'll you make. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I've got some good stuff coming up, you and you know, I have stuff that comes through. up last minute. Um, I get thrown onto shows, and if I can do it, I do it. You know, I'm not desperate for gigs, but I, you know, I, I try to take as many as I can, and they have to be worth it for for many reasons. It's not just about what the what they pay, but it's like if it's if I think it's going to be good exposure, and and I think we're all like that, unless you're very oh, yeah. desperate for shows. But I don't feel that way. I feel. 
like um, I got a good steady flow. I like I like the amount that's going. You've on. You've hit your you're you're in you know your groove. You know who who works with you well and mm-hmm. who you can go on with and whose right. whose comedy probably works with your comedy. Uh, yeah. We're gonna get ready to close the bar up here in in a couple minutes, but I want to make sure that I tell everyone <laughs> go on to Instagram, go to at Jennifer MC thirty one. Make sure everybody gives her big follows, follow along, <laughs> follow you know, away, follow, 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 take your friend's phone, make sure you go into their Instagram and you follow, make them do it, make them do it, make, you know, make their 71 year old grandparent do that, <laughs> you know, get, get everybody involved in it, make sure everybody's doing it. And, and look, that's the only way that, you know, Jen becomes rich and famous and then she gets, and I, I'm going to tell you, I have one rule, Jen. When it comes mm-hmm. to anyone who becomes rich and famous that's been on my show, you have to invite me to one red carpet event. I don't care if I'm just have to hold your bag. Like, <laughs> like, like who's the asshole behind her? Can you, you would hold my snack bag. Is that oh, what you're so, saying? Cause bag I, of snacks. Have to have a bag I would of actually snacks wear a shirt everywhere. the entire time that says bag of snacks. <laughs> and if they were like, what are you doing? I'd be like, I'm just here to give her snacks. Yeah. Bag of snacks. Now she asked me to hold them. You asked me to hold the stats. What I do. <laughs> to look them on the red carpet, bitches. I would say yeah. be that guy. Like, like that. That would be me. I have no doubt about it. I'm I'm okay with being a crowd filler. I just want to yeah, be on the red carpet, ones. like a legit red carpet. Like not like I don't want to be on a bogus red carpet. I want a legit red carpet. Like a event. real red carpet. Yeah. Well, like you never know. It could happen someday. I I need like a real one. Like I'm talking Hollywood, New York City. Fu Manchu Theater, or whatever it's called out there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it's called. I'm thinking that's not the, it, but it it's could the be. Man, it's the Man Man Theater. I don't know. It's something out there in California. But like, I'm talking legit. Like, mm-hmm. I want to go. I want to go full you. out. Yeah. So, I promise. You got my promise on a. Is this being recorded? Also? Yes, it is. All Wonderful. this is recorded. I got to play it for Mama. Yeah. Yeah. So well, I got to. Do I have to fight her for the red carpet event? I just push want her wheelchair. Up, and then, like, strap the snack bag over the handles. That's what I do. So you'll be all set. It's a win. It's a, such a win for me at that point. So I'm all about this. So we've got some shows coming up. Everybody can come go come out and see you. You're always posting on your on your Facebook, posting on Instagram where you got shows coming out. Yep. Um, there's right now. There's no dot com. We're working on the dot com. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. We're working on that. It's a work in progress. Wink, 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 wink. I know. I got to get all text. I got to I gotta step it up with the technology. But, but you know what? I, you fall in the same boat that I do. Like, we do a full-time job yeah. during the day and then mm-hmm. have family. And then we do this other thing where we're like, and people are like, you're really good at this. You should keep doing this. Right. This is really. And you're going. Hey, did you share my, did you share this to a bunch of people? Did, are right. You, are you following? You, know, you can are help you, me instead of your advice. Right. You can get some like, asses you, in the seats. Right. Did you, did you follow my show? Did, did you share it with other people? Do you, did you do that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but can I see your phone? Like I, I literally, I don't know if you, I have taken people's phones out of their hand when they're like, so you got a podcast? Yeah. Let me see your phone. But for what? Let me see your phone <laughs> here. And you just and, follow and, yourself. And I just phone. go, bloop, here you go. You got all my shows. And they're like, uh, Oh, thanks. I'm like, but you wanted to know. Well, I haven't it. done that yet for fear of that reaction right there. Like, oh, thanks. I wasn't going to follow you. And then later you see that you lost a follower and you're like, is that that bitch that I took her phone? Yes. Yes, it she is. She unfollowed me the same night. Yeah. 
And then you then you know and now you gotta go fight him. I mean it's a whole thing. Exactly. Right. And thing. then I roast her the next time she does come to a show and it's just yes. never pretty. Yeah. See, now you now you're into my world. Yes. Now you're into my world. Way more more uh annoying and violent than than just standing up. For me, it's like, give me your phone. No. <laughs> Perfect strangers. So, but we're gonna get ready to close the bar up. I gotta show you, I gotta tell you my my, my story. My wife just gave me this as we were sitting there. Do you see this? Do you see what that is? Merry Christmas. That is cute. That's a meaning. National. Oh, Lampoon. nice. Christmas yes. Vacation. So I just got a Christmas vacation mug for in not even Christmas month. I love it. So That's fantastic. All right. So you can't log off after this. I know you want to run away. This is. <laughs> I you know, do. I do. You, but you're, I'll wait. You're done with this. Don't run away because. I got to talk to you for a moment afterwards. Okay. Um, we got some freebies for you, things like freebies? that. Freebies? Yeah, we're going to get – I give all my guests a shirt. I love freebies. I'm, same here. That's you got you, a 2X or – Whatever you need, whatever you would like to drape, whatever you would need me to drape across you, <laughs> I'll do. Step, yeah, definitely at least a 2X unless they run small. Then let's go with the three. <clears throat> so – we got everybody needs to come out and see you as we do on all of our shows. As we're getting ready to close the bar up here, the guest gets the last word. Oh, real quick before we do that, though, remember, folks, if you're just watching us for the first time, make sure you follow us on Facebook. We have the the Above the Bar Podcast Facebook page, our network page, the Earplug Podcast page, our LinkedIn, our YouTube. We need everybody to please go subscribe to YouTube. If you're on TikTok, go subscribe to our TikTok. Uh, if you're on Twitter, do the follow. If you're on Twitch, do the follow. I need everybody to do these things because this is how this is how if you enjoy Jennifer and you you love her comedy and you've seen her stand up comedy or you want to support her, well, guess what? She'll tell you. I post all these places for them. So when you follow mine, these people that you enjoy, more people get to see them, more people get to know that they're out there, more people get to see what they're doing. So make sure you're doing that for us. Make sure you go out there. Jennifer's Instagram, Jennifer MC, Mike Charlie, three, one. Make sure you, and, and it's normal spelling of Jennifer. Make sure you go out and you're following her Instagram. I should get a message from her that says, hey, my Instagram doubled. There's 10 people on here now. I should get something like that. <laughs> All three of the people that watch the whole thing. The whole thing. Me, I think so. That's awesome. There you go. See, look at that. We're in there. So, but as always, my dear, the guest gets the last word. So what is the last word you got for us? One word? Whatever. Or just the last statement? Statement, No, I word, just, yeah, support need. live local comedy. It's so, it's just so um, invigorating that we get to be back out there again and 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 unmasked and laughing and, and just um, entertaining people. So if you have a chance to go out to shows, not just mine. I mean, I want to see people, obviously, but there's a lot of great comedians in the area and a lot of great regular shows going on and you should definitely um check them out go to the funny bone go to the comedy works up in saratoga you know there's local again local shows all over the place and um albany area comedians page on facebook shows open mics and upcoming events and things but yeah definitely i would love to i would love to see people out um on purpose to see me that's always exciting when they're like i came to see you i'm like came to see me oh my god i am a star but so I love that, but support it in general because it's it's a it's an art and it's everybody puts a lot of work and effort into it. And I think everyone that's performing regularly in the area truly loves to entertain people. So you'll 
you'll have a good experience if you go out to the local shows and support them. So thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Alrighty, folks, be sure to push your stool in. This has been an Earplug Podcast presentation found on EarplugPodcast.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, and wherever your favorite podcasts are found.